1: Let's get to our guest, Gary Sloshberg is with us. Gary is the global strategist at the Wells Fargo Investment Institute. He is in San Francisco. Thanks for being with us, Gary. Lot to unpack here. I think we gotta begin with the China story, right? And an interesting piece that I was struck by from the Wall Street Journal saying that Terry Guo, uh, the founder of Foxconn, essentially wrote a letter to authorities in Beijing and urged them to accelerate plans to dismantle COVID zero. And Guo argued, that not to do so would essentially threaten China's central position in global supply chains. Now, whether it was the protest or the letter from Mr. Wu, the fact remains they have made a very sharp pivot here. And I'm curious to get your take. Would you put money to work now in China?
2: Well, we're still looking for a fairly moderate recovery in China over the next 12 months. We still have a slumping property sector. The Chinese government undoubtedly will be looking to revive that as part of that growth recovery they're counting on. But we still see that weighing on economic growth, formerly an important engine of it. Exports continue to weaken overseas, and even domestic spending may be slow to recover as infection rates rise. So all in all, we continue to focus on the U.S. market. We think we'll hold up a bit better uh, than uh, overseas, including China, over the next 12 to 18 months.
3: So I know you you figure that uh, <clears throat> the Federal Reserve is going to start cutting interest rates in the middle of next year. I'd like to know what you're basing that on because so many Fed officials have been saying for several months now that they may they, they will certainly pause at some point maybe mm-hmm. after the first quarter or so, but they when they show the line where their hand goes, it looks like it goes straight out at that restrictive end level for the rest of the year in 2023.
2: Well, we view that as a possibility, as you mentioned. Uh, many, including us, uh, feel that there's a very good chance the Fed will move to the sidelines. But we also hold out the possibility for one or two uh, cuts in the Fed fund's target rate very late next year. And that's predicated on a recession that we think will uh, begin uh, during the early part of 2023. That's a little earlier than the consensus view, which has it at about the middle or latter part of next year. If that recession uh, materializes, that is as expected, even a moderate recession will take pressure off inflation. We do look for inflation coming off the boil pretty rapidly over the course of next year. Between that and the slowdown in the economy, moderate as it is, we think that provides a backdrop for the Fed to ease up very late in 2023.
1: Okay, so there's the macro. Let's drill down into market reaction in that scenario, or under that scenario. We were talking earlier in the day with Jim Paulson from the Luthold Group. He was saying, hey, the equity market's going to take off next year, at least a 25% rally in U.S. equities. Is he off the mark?
2: Well, we're a bit more cautious than uh, than Jim. Uh, We do think that the worst of the earnings slowdown is still ahead of us. Um, indeed, fiscal stimulus may be out there, but we don't see that as being a game changer for the economic cycle that we see unfolding. Uh, valuations already have been compressed by the backup in interest rates. Uh, we don't see those rates coming down till the latter part of the year. So one engine of a stock market rally we think will be on the sidelines. The more important, though, uh, the earnings slowdown that we expect to see in sync with the recession during the early part of the year means that We believe that uh, the stock market will face headwinds during much of 2023. We do look for a recovery late next year in anticipation uh, of uh, a recovery in the general economy. That recovery in the stock market could take place as early as uh, the summer as the market anticipates a turnaround in the economy.
3: Well, if I want to anticipate that, how do I take proper anticipatory steps? Should what, what, In a portfolio, I go from this side to that side. What are the sides? What, what industries look good to you? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the sectors of the market uh, over the next uh, six to eight months, until we see that recovery materializing in the economy and an anticipatory recovery in the stock market – uh, until that happens, we continue to focus not only on the u s market but uh, large cap liquid stocks the uh, those with stronger finances and those uh, sectors of the market like healthcare. Uh, that are less sensitive to the economic cycle will hold up even in the midst of a recession in relative terms. As the uh, recovery approaches, then you move into the more cyclically sensitive sectors of the market, consumer discretionary, industrials, even to some extent technology as interest rates uh, begin to move lower, and that improves the present value of earnings there.
1: Yeah, the, the energy complex has been a thorny issue, right? I mean, we're talking about, mm-hmm. even today, the Keystone Pipeline shut off in Kansas after an oil spill. So this this balance between demand and supply has been tricky. There's the war in Ukraine to contend with, the movement toward green sources of uh, energy and how that may affect the outlook. Give me your sense of where the energy complex should fit into a portfolio right now, or should be we be thinking of, other technologies, not to f- traditional fossil fuels.
2: Well, we are focusing on fossil fuels. We uh, we feel that uh, a normally cyclically sensitive sector, to some extent, uh, should be a favored sector in this environment. More because of a fundamental tightness in the market, which we don't expect to see alleviated all that much over the course of 2023. Our uh, real sector analyst feels that we're in the midst of a super cycle, not only for oil, but for other commodities, reflecting underinvestment in the past several years, in part due to the focus on renewables and the uncertain environment that that created for some of the fossil fuel companies. So, even as we go through a moderate slowdown here, something a bit deeper overseas. We think the downside to oil prices will be more limited than it has been during past global economic slowdowns.
3: So, what about if you want the a solid sort of income bond part of your portfolio? I was looking at the ten, 2 year note today and thinking, well, gosh, the yield's four point three percent. You could hold them to maturity and make you know almost four and a half percent, which is a lot more than you can make on some things nowadays. Is there a mm-hmm. what would be an equivalent way to for people to invest on in that kind of uh, you know with that kind of goal?
2: Well, uh, we're still cautious on the intermediate portion of the yield curve, which includes the two-year all the way out to about five or seven-year securities. This maturity spectrum is most sensitive to what the Federal Reserve, what the market thinks the Federal Reserve will be doing. And despite the optimism out there, it's clear that the Federal Reserve will be raising interest rates several more times into the first half of 2023. Our focus uh, is uh, continuing on a, more of a barbell strategy, focusing on very short-term investments uh, that will benefit from the increases in yield on the uh, by the Federal Reserve, uh, the ability to roll those investments over because they are so short-term. We're also extending and focusing a bit more on longer-duration securities. Those yields are, are fairly attractive at this point, uh, not as attractive as short-term uh, investments in an inverted yield curve. But we think we are close to a peak there. And with bond yields expected to move lower during the latter part of next year, if not sooner than that, that will provide price appreciation, which, uh, of course, is can, can be considerable at these low interest rates.
3: That's for sure. Well, Gary Schlossberg, thank you so very much for joining us, giving us some, I'd say, nice, sound, prudent ideas as we go into a very uncertain 2023. <clears throat> Gary is global strategist at
0: Wells Fargo Investment Institute. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state